It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's, or should I say this weekend's edition of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone here. Are you enjoying your weekend? I hope that you are. I know that I am. The weather is so gorgeous outside. It's just right. It's just, it's just, just like the three little bears. It's just right there. And to further speak of weather and good weather and sunny weather, of course, that's all a part of the package, of course. I have, for those of you who are pet parents, I have a really fun little uh, item here that I'd like to share with you. First of all, I did not know that this month is National Walk Your Dog Month. Didn't know that. Okay. For those of you who are dog lovers, probably you knew this. I have no pets at all. So I don't know. Even when it's goldfish month, I just don't know these things. But in honor of National Walk Your Dog Month, lawnstarter.com, like a yard, L-A-W-N starter.com. Lawnstarter.com has compiled this really fun, interesting list of cities that are the best cities to walk your dog. Yes, they have. There are actually people who who have time to do this. Thank God they do so that we can talk about it. So where does Las Vegas rank as far as the listings in this in the of this among the cities that have uh, the best places to walk your dog? Now this is how they rank this. Um I'll tell you where Las Vegas stands. They base the city on um the best dog parks in the city, uh, number of dog-friendly trails, um, dog walkers per 100,000 residents, uh, crime index, and overall walk score. So these are the items that they based uh, on who was going to be ranked first, second, third, 20th, or whatever. So that's the criteria. And again, you can go to lawnstarter.com to find out the entire list of 2022's best cities to walk your dog, your little furry friend there. So, okay, let's, let's find out uh, number five, because we don't have time to do the whole entire list. This is what they did. They uh, did this research among 170 of the biggest cities in America, again, based on walkability, uh, friendliness, trail access, dog walking services, safety. Those are the main, main requirements there. So I'm going to just give you the top five here because that's all we have time for. Number five, best city for go to go walk your dog, Boise, Idaho. It's number five. And guess what? Las Vegas was number four. Yeah, we ranked in as number four. Number three is Oakland, California. And number two is San Francisco. And number one is Portland, Oregon. Yeah, they're all Western region cities. I find that a bit interesting. We don't know about what, maybe because of the weather, maybe in Midwest, the East or South, I don't know. But again, you can go to lawnstarter.com to find out the entire list to see where your city ranked on this, but we are at number four. Portland, Oregon is number one. And um, that gives us something to celebrate. It's National Dog Walk Month. I get it. National Walk Your Dog Month. So I think, you know, you know what would be good? You and your dog or dogs go out to the park, go wherever here in Vegas and just have a doggy treat for the dog and a treat for yourself to celebrate and commemorate National Walk Your Dog Month. And with Las Vegas being number four out of 100 cities, I think that's a pretty high ranking out of 100 cities there. Okay. 
People are looking at me funny. No, really. I mean, we have trillions of dog lovers out here. So I think this type of information is fun and uh, kind of lets you know where your city ranks on uh, these types of uh, lists here. So, okay, we're supposed to be talking about our show here. We're going to be back with, uh, we have an announcement to make about a local event that's happening here in Vegas uh, later on this month. And then we will get to our guests. We've got a lot of guests for this show, which is a very good thing. So we'll be right back. Okay, before we continue on, I want to bring to your attention, we have an announcement to make. Yeah, we, we haven't had, well, this is our first show for the new year, but we do have this very important announcement here about a nonprofit organization that we solely and 100% have a lot of admiration and respect for. So listen up here. We're talking about Clean Shot Sober Living. Now, this is a nonprofit that's been around a while. They were established in 2015, and this organizations, a nonprofit, I should say, was developed to provide housing, resources, and services to those who are seeking to rebuild their lives from the devastating effects of addiction, abuse, maybe even homelessness. Life happens to all of us. This is a sober living community. And later this month, on January 28th, Clean Shot Sober Living is inviting everyone to come out and eat with them to support a very worthy cause. Yeah, this is a fundraiser. They're having a fundraiser again on January 28th, and we are trying to help them to spread the word about this fundraiser. Now, this fundraiser, again, January 28th from 12 noon to 9 p.m., and that's on a Friday. So instead of going to happy hour, you can add uh, the Clean Shot Living fundraiser as a part of your Thank God it's Friday festivities there. So this is how it works. Clean Shot will be having this fundraiser at Papa John's Pizza, located at 241 North Nellis Boulevard. So if you order a pizza or several pizzas, hopefully, at this particular Papa John's location, a percentage of the sales from either from the, the uh, pizza orders, you can do this by either doing a walk-in, you can pick it up, or delivery. And a percentage of the sales will be donated back to Clean Shot Living to help them to continue to support the noteworthy work that they're doing and have been doing for the last several years to help those in need. I mean, come on, who doesn't love Papa John's pizza? And it will be on a Friday. It's a great way to start the weekend off. So this is what you need to do. On January 28th, you can, again, you can order your pizzas at the location of 241 North Nellis by calling area code 702-434-5252. Or again, you can just walk in at that location or you can make a delivery order at that 241 North Nellis Papa John's location. You need to mention that your order is to help the Clean Shot Living Fundraiser. That's the key. Tell them, hey, this is my order. I want 12 pizzas or however many you want. And I want my order to be connected to the Clean Shot Living Fundraiser. And that's it. That's it. Now, listen, you can get more information about this wonderful nonprofit by visiting their website, which is www.cleanshotliving.com. That's it. And you can just see all of the wonderful work that they are currently doing and have done to help others in the past. And we'll be telling you more about uh, more details about this important fundraiser. So it uh, makes me want to go and order some pizza now. So anyway, make sure you take advantage of that. And as, again, I'll be telling you some more details about it as the uh, fundraiser gets a little bit closer. Okay, yeah, let's do everything we can to go out and support uh, the workers and the, everybody that's involved with uh, the organization Clean Shot Living because they are doing some very noteworthy work to help a lot of people get a clean and fresh start in life here. 
new year, this is a good way to uh, spend some time, just, just for a couple of hours or so. Okay, that brings me to our first guest, and more guests, I should say. Let me tell you about the rest of the show, our guest here. For this week's show, we have a lot of guests. We've got cast members from, what do we got? Several cast members from two different television shows. So let's, let me tell you about it real fast. Uh, we have a guest from MTV's hit show, Teen Mom Family Reunion, Ashley Jones. We also have the three very talented wedding planners who are the stars of VH1's new show, My Celebrity Dream Wedding. And our final guest is award-winning television film director and cinematographer, Ernest R. Dickerson. And he will be here to chat about this month being the 30th anniversary of the classic hit urban film, Juice, which Ernest directed. And it also featured Tupac Shakur and many other uh, actors and actresses who have now, 30 years later, they've gone on to become household names in film, television, and music. So that's our lineup of guests. Lots of guests to talk to. So let's get started uh, right now. Okay, our first guest, I should say guest because there's three of them. If you are getting married anytime soon, this year, next year, anytime this decade, you want to pay attention because this new show on VH1 is called My Celebrity Dream Wedding. And you may have seen it already. It uh, premiered uh, earlier this week. Now, this is the new show where brides can learn how to have a fabulous dream wedding, like a superstar. And as I said, the show stars three wedding planners, Courtney and Jinka. I hope I'm pronouncing Courtney's last name correctly. Uh, Lance Devereaux and Tori Williams are the stars of the um, the show, the reality show. Now, all combined together, all three of them have a wealth of experience. Uh, just, I mean, they've done weddings and planned weddings from for some of the most biggest celebrities in the entertainment industry. I'm talking superstars. Uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, Nene Leakes and her uh, now deceased husband, Greg, just to name a few, just to name a few. And so if you love weddings and we like looking at them, hopefully you, you're not participating in them as far as bride and groom here. But anyway, if you just like watching all of the hop, uh, pomp and circumstance, I should say, almost said hop, <laughs> pomp and circumstance that weddings often bring. And who doesn't love looking at beautiful weddings? These three wedding planners are what you need for when you just want to see some wedding action here. What the show does it brings together different couples who are just regular working couples like, like us out here. We're just working people, but they have a wedding coming up and they have the dream of wanting to have that big fairy tale wedding the way Priyanka and maybe Nick had, but they cannot uh, have that budget, you know, that budget that Nick and Priyanka has is ridiculous if you cannot afford it. But, this show comes to the rescue because what happens is that a couple uh, allows these three wedding planners to come before them and to present their ideas as to how they would help them have their fairy tale huge dream wedding, but on a much more scaled down budget. And so the three wedding planners are kind of sort of auditioning for each couple. And then the couple decides on which one of the three wedding planners that they will select. And with these three, there is no way you can go wrong at all. None whatsoever. So again, the show is a lot of fun. Uh, they have already ordered 20 episodes, VH1 has, uh, for it. And in addition to looking at uh, which wedding planner the couple will select. The entire show has uh, do-it-yourself tips and all kinds of helpful information as to how you, if you can't afford any kind of wedding planner, maybe you're going to do it yourself. They have tips on to how you can plan your fairy tale million dollar look wedding, but at a fraction of the price. And that's not a bad deal at all. So let me be quiet because I see where we have our three guests, Courtney, Lance, and Tori are joining us to tell us more about the new show, 
my celebrity dream wedding that is on VH1. So let's bring them on board right now. Morning. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning to all three of you. I should say, well, for me, it's Thank good you. early morning, but for you, it's, it's <laughs> quite different here. So it is such a delight to chat with the three of you. Uh, you are the stars of this brand new VH1 show, My Celebrity Dream Wedding. Um, if you, if the three of you were not already busy enough, and now you've got this this wonderful new project on hand. So um, anybody who wants to start this, uh, what was the process of landing this show? Were, were there auditions or, or how did you guys end up on this show? Um, well, we didn't audition. Um, we were scouted out for this, I would say. Um, Lance gave me the phone call. I think they had originally called him. You know, they had been in contact with Tori. And this was about three years ago. Then we started uh, the process of, you know, just the whole casting process where we had to jump on interviews and they got to see us on camera to see how we looked and how our um, personalities were. Then we did a chemistry test in L.A. and that's when we actually got to meet Tori. Uh, Lance and I have known each other for about six years now. Um, and we got to meet Tori um, in L.A. And it was instant chemistry between all of us. I mean, it was like we had known each other forever. And that was about two years ago. So from that moment, we started filming the pilot right before COVID hit. So we got shut down after that. But then it got picked up like suddenly. And, you know, it's just been a whirlwind after that. Well, it's such a, a the, the format of the show is so welcome and needed, especially with everybody, so many people, I should say, being at home. And, you know, your show represents beauty and fun and style and such as that. So, okay, who would like to, I want to remind people, there's 20 episodes. So who would like to just give it in a nutshell for people who haven't seen the show? What's the format of the show really quickly? Yes, yes. So basically the format of the show is us three celebrity event wedding and event planners. We're competing to give deserving couples the experience of having their celebrity dream wedding, but in their budget. Ooh. So we present our design pitches based on those pitches. The couple has to choose uh, who they want to work with, and then the other two planners get the excitement of being assistant to the winning planner. So that gets interesting. And then, of course, you see the journey of how we work together, how we get creative and leverage our resources to give these couples these beautiful days in their budget. So it's an exciting journey. Uh, the couple stories have been so amazing. We've been so connected to the couples, and I just can't wait for you all to witness it. Well, does do the either of the three of you, do you guys have a, a, a hand in the selection process of who – which couples win or are selected to participate or what? No, actually, we don't get the uh, opportunity to select the couples. We meet them um, when we actually do the consultation. But one thing I can say about all of these couples that they have amazing stories. They're amazing people. And it just makes all three of us work together to make sure we pull off the wedding of their dreams. Well, obviously, all three of you are very super talented. I'm just looking at the superstars that you've worked with and planning their weddings. But in this era of the craziness of COVID and people are watching their budgets, I mean, what kind of budgets are, are you talking about that can still make it look like this Priyanka's wedding or something? Um. We had to work with some really challenging budgets this season. Uh, for the Priyanka and Nick Jonas wedding, which just aired last weekend, I mean, I'm sorry, this past Monday, um, our budget was 18000 So it was pretty challenging to work on that. You know, we had to set the scene. We had to totally transform a space within the venue. So it was really challenging to work on that. And a lot, all the budgets, honestly, have been like a challenge, no matter how big or how small they are, because it really depends on the venue. And that's why it's very important for brides and grooms to choose the best venue that's going to be, that's going to work well within their budget and work well within the logistics of the day. Okay. And I know that's difficult. So, uh, are there any bridezillas yet, or, or can you? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> well, listen, you guys will just have to tune in. And listen, all the couples will 
couples are amazing. But listen, everybody has different personalities. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting for you guys to tune in and watch the journey of how things play out. Oh, see, you're going to just tease us right off the cliff here. But... <laughs> 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 wow. Well, let me ask you this really fast. Now, as I said, all three of you have just this this portfolio of celebrity weddings that you the celebrities are just ridiculously superstars. So, you know, are are people still wanting as far as the celebrities? Are they still wanting the big elaborate weddings or are they, you know, in this new era are they toning it down or or what's what's the, the feel of that? Well, to each person or each couple's discretion, they can decide whether or not they want to have a big elaborate wedding. And sometimes it's a little challenging because they both have larger families. But then also you have those couples that still want the elaborate look with more of an intimate wedding. So when it comes to that, it just depends on the guest count. But you get a little bit of both. And just with the era of COVID, you definitely can find ways to be safe. You can definitely have your your guests tested prior to coming to the wedding. That's always a great option, um, you know, for the people that are interested in having, you know, taking a vaccine and, and still getting tested. That's always a great thing. And then they can require masks. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that a lot of couples, um, they're starting to get masks with their little monograms or some picture of their of their wedding day on it just to make it fun for guests. So you have mm-hmm. a lot of different options there to keep people people safe. And finally, I want to close it. I wish I had all at least two hours to talk to you, the three of you, because I love (laughs) weddings. It's just so much fun. So, okay, how do couples get on this show? How do they try out for it? What's the process? Um, They definitely want to listen out and watch out for the casting, the casting calls. Um, for season one, they were posted on Instagram. I'm not sure where else they were posted, but when we hear about them, we will repost them on our pages. And just, you know, submit your story. And if it works out for the show, like, we'll be happy to have them on. But we don't have any hand in choosing the couples, but we really love meeting them and hearing all of their stories. Well, among the three of you, uh, do you have your own personal weddings coming up anytime this year or what? <laughs> No, no, we're all married, but I did just get oh. married back in May. Oh, congratulations. Uh, so I think I'm the most recently married, so I'm still riding, yeah. riding that newly wedded, married wave, so <laughs> we're all already married. Oh, okay. Well, we don't yeah. want to interrupt that. Of course not. <laughs> Absolutely. But Courtney and I are coming up on our um, 10-year anniversary, so we may have to renew vows oh. and weddings all over Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a lot. You know, you might catch up on the show. That would be fun. I think the viewers would love to see the backstories of how you work with your own projects and your friends and and all of that. Would be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that would be something interesting. Okay, and I I still have two whole minutes. So, can each of you give um, your social media handles as to how people can check out? Because I know you're business owners as well, and your services and all that. Before we, as we close it out. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, I am Courtney Agenza, at Courtney Agenza. My last name is A-J-I-N-C-A. Okay. Yes, and you can, you can follow me on Instagram at Designs by Devereaux. That's D-E-V-E-R-E-U-X. And you can find me on Twitter at Lance underscore Devereaux. Okay. And last week's name is Tori. Um, they can find me on Instagram at Tori Williams Events, and that's Tori with an I. And they can find me on Twitter at underscore Tori Williams. Okay, got it. And for sure, we can see all three of you in action on VH1's new show, My Celebrity Dream Wedding. I always want to say Celebrity Wedding Dream. I guess I'm dreaming about weddings, I guess. <laughs> but it's not the case. <laughs> But it's my celebrity (laughs) dream wedding uh, every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific on VH1, of course. So thank you to all three of you and uh, have a great weekend. And we'll see you guys on the show Monday night. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Yeah, I just really love watching uh, those television wedding shows. They are so much fun to look at and get ideas from. Again, if you are planning uh, a big wedding in your future, immediate future, hopefully. Well, that brings me... Oh, no. First, let me tell you again. My Celebrity Dream Wedding airs Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on the VH1 network. And as always, check the listings in your city to make sure you have the time slot correctly. But again, it is on VH1. And that brings me to our next guest. So if you are a fan, maybe you kind of sort of grew up watching the uh, Teen Mom franchise. It's now a franchise is so successful. Well, they have a new show, Teen Mom Family Reunion on MTV, new spinoff series. And so if you have not seen it, or maybe you haven't seen Teen Mom in, in, a, in a while, this new show, The Family Reunion, Teen Mom Family Reunion, brings the uh, the teen moms from some of the former shows together, just like the reality shows do with these reunions. You know, all these reunion reality shows, they have how they do it, similar format. And they're all, of course, coming together to celebrate the very unique bond that they all have in the beginning. And that was um, being teenage moms. So one of the stars of Teen Mom Family Reunion is Ashley Jones. And she is our guest. And for those of you who have followed the show and this, the uh, franchise, Ashley is originally from Oakland. And she starred in Teen Mom 2 made her MTV debut on Young Plus Pregnant, which documented the birth of her now three-year-old daughter, Holly. Has it been three years already? My God, where did time go? Uh, But anyway, it's just been uh, a very interesting saga of watching this young lady grow and mature into not only being a mom, but watching her adorable little daughter and and also looking at the on again, off again relationship with uh, Holly's dad, Barr. It's been interesting because Ashley and Barr's family, as we all know, this it's been kind of iffy there. They've they they don't always get along. Let's just put it like that. And so this particular version of the franchise, Team Mom Family Reunion, will explore a lot of what's going on currently. Kind of bring everybody up to par on what's going on the latest with Ashley and Barr and the in laws and uh, just a family in general. So Teen Mom Reunion, it's an eight episode series and it really aired uh, last Tuesday on MTV. So let's bring on Ashley Jones, star of Teen Mom Family Reunion, to get the latest, get some behind the scenes info as to what's really going on. So let's bring on Ashley right now. Hi, Ashley. Of the stars of Empty Morning, I should say good morning to you, uh, Miss Ashley. Um, so you are, yeah, you are one of the stars of MTV's new spinoff series, Teen Mom Family Reunion, and this is such a franchise that is just proven to be so so popular uh, with uh, TV audiences. But you've been a part of this franchise from the very beginning. Um, what what has it been now? About three, four years for you to be in front of the cameras like this? About five, yeah. Oh, it's been about five. Where have I been the last two years? Okay, <laughs> okay. So, okay, with with the uh, the the family reunion series, um, the rest of the young ladies that are a part of the show, when the cameras are away and it's you know when you wrap a season, are do are any of you do you remain as friends? Are you are you ladies close or or what is that like? Some of us, yeah, some of us have real, um, you know, real serious friendships, but I think the the viewers and a lot of people forget that a lot of us live super far away. We're also, a lot of us are, um, a lot of, you know, my castmates are single moms, working moms, and so we're not the best of friends, you know, but, but we're here for each other. Well, that's good to hear. And I see that your your children seem like they all love each other as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. 
That's really cool. Now, you know, as I said a minute ago here, since you have been in front of the cameras, as you corrected me on, thank you, uh, for about five years now with this show, but I understand that one of your dreams uh, is to become a nurse. And so how is that coming along? Yes. It's coming along beautifully. I have my associate's degree in nursing, and I'm going for my bachelor's, and, you know, if God is willing, I'll, I'll be a nurse. Oh, that's so wonderful, Ashley. Congratulations. And as we all know, uh, healthcare workers, especially nurses, are so, so needed in this time of uh, our era here. So when you were in nursing school, uh, I mean, I should say getting your associates, did a lot of people recognize you from the show? No, um, actually, I will tell you that the better half of my education, we were in COVID, so a lot of it was um, virtual learning. Oh, that's right. I could be, how could I forget the lockdown, the shutdown? Okay, so that probably yeah. kind of helped you in your case with being, you know, famous that you didn't have all of those distractions. So that was good on that part, at least. Yes, but... Um, even when I was in school and other, you know, classmates knew who I was, I just always like to work twice as hard because I never want anybody to think that I'm getting over because who I am or any of that, you know. I like to have the same boundaries across the board. Okay, okay. So does your daughter, um, does she now recognize you? Is she older? I know, what is she, about three or four? Does she recognize you when, she, when you're on television? Yes, she's four, and she, we don't really watch television in my house, but she does say, Mom, is MTV going to be at our house when we get home? You know, <laughs> talking about the filming cameras. So she's starting to become more aware of what's going on for sure. Oh, that's so that's so good that, uh, that you're keeping that balance there is what I'm saying. But, you know, Ashley, when this whole, the original Team Mom, was first launched, and since you have been on several shows from this franchise, you know, and, and I know you're aware of this, there was a lot of criticism of, of the public saying that this show is glorifying teen pregnancy. Uh, did What did you, did you hear those types of comments in the early years or, or what? I have, definitely, and my response is, you know, if you watch my story, what about it is glorified? That's you know, true. like, um, which which part is glorified? The fact that me and my husband's family don't get along? The fact that I couldn't figure out how to be the best young mom? You know what I'm saying? Like, none of it's glorified, in my opinion. All of my mistakes are highlighted and on demand for everybody to watch and replay. So, mm -hmm. if anything, I feel like it is a true tale of what it is to be a real young mom and how hard it is. Yeah, very hard. My goodness, it's hard just being an adult, period, even if you just have pets. Ooh, goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, well, then you mentioned uh, your husband. Um, that's a whole different storyline, of course. So, um, you know, the in-laws, are, are things tapering off? Or, or what is, is it going to get better? Are you guys working on it? Or what's going on with you and Barr and the in-laws? Um... I think it's one of those cases where sometimes you just have to leave well enough alone. Mm -hmm. Just let it chill. So, what are your in-laws, I mean, what, what do they think about, because, I mean, no matter how you look at it, even though you are pursuing your dream of becoming a nurse, you're still a television personality. Um, what is your, his family, I mean, do they have issues with that, or, or have they ever expressed it, or what? No, um, and I've come to the terms. I've come to terms with the fact that that's okay, and I'm just gonna respectfully stay in my lane and, and do me. Okay. And so, how does Barb really feel about being known and his relationship with you and his your daughter being exposed to the whole world like that? What What does he really think about it when the cameras are off? I think it's a double-edged sword. It's 
very beautiful in the sense that we get to document our growth and our daughter's childhood, and that's a forever memory, and we get these experiences. But at the same time, um, we do have to share our shortcomings, and they do come back to bite us, and the public is not so forgiving. So, you know, there are blessings and curses that come with this, and we're thankful for both. And finally, final question here, what kind of advice would you give to young teens if they, you know, look at you and say, oh, my God, it's Ashley, she's on TV, I want to be a teen mom. I mean, what would you say to them? I would say that um, women are much more than reproductive systems. We have brains, we have dreams, we have goals. And that's the first thing you want to accomplish because when you have a baby, you have to sacrifice it all. That's so true. I remember many, many years ago, Oprah saying, I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but I remember her saying, when once you become a parent, your whole life as you once knew it is totally gone. That life before, before you became a parent. And I, that is obviously very true. It's a whole different life once you yeah. become a mom, whole different life. But you seem to be handling handling it quite well, and you're more than keeping balance with everything. And I know that's hard. It's, it has to be. Plus, you're dealing with the television cameras in front of you every day, almost every day at least. So anyway, um, Ashley, thank you for giving us a little backstory here, Teen Mom Family Reunion. And um, we'll just continue watching and seeing what's coming on with you. And I'm just happy about your pursuit of uh, becoming a nurse. And you are more than on your way. So congratulations again with that dream coming to pass. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll see you on MTV. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Well, it was January 17th, 1992. Obviously, millions of activities took place on that date, and one of them was the release of the now classic urban hip-hop film, Juice. And this year, this month, marks the film's 30th anniversary. And in honor of this big anniversary, Paramount Home Entertainment has released the Juice film on 4K Ultra HD. Now, of course, Juice introduced the world to some of the entertainment industry's top talents, such as Omar Epps, the late Tupac Shakur, uh, Cypress Hill Gang, just so many, so many, along with the film's director, Ernest R. Dickerson. Now, Juice was Ernest. Uh, that was his first, first uh, premiere as a film director. And it went on to uh, launch him as a just a award-winning director and cinematographer for both television and film projects. Now, uh, if you want to get a copy of this new disc, I think you should, especially if you're a fan of hip-hop music, because this disc is loaded with all kinds of bonus, uh, very heartfelt interviews from director Ernest Dickerson, Queen Latifah comments, uh, updated interviews from some of the former cast members as to what their careers have been like and how being a part of this film really did launch them fully into film, television, and the music industry, as well as there, uh, there is an interview uh, with Tupac, of course, before he was um, uh, passed away here. So I think it's worthwhile to add to your film collection this brand new, just released 4K Ultra HD uh, video, DVD, I should say, uh, to commemorate the 30th anniversary. So in honor of this anniversary and the release of the new DVD, I'm about to chat with the award-winning director of Juice, Ernest R. Dickerson. I am so delighted to be able to chat with him. So we have him online. So let's bring him on board right now to begin our chat. 
I'm just great. I've been looking forward to this chat for quite some time here. Uh, so we'll just jump right in here for why we're all assembled and gathered here. I feel like a minister here for a way. So, uh, well, okay, as, as we all know, uh, the 30th anniversary of the release of the classic film, Juice, now available on 4K Ultra HD. I just would like to know that Juice was your first direct film, uh, debut as a film director. imagine Jews being a comedy? What were they looking at? What were they reading? Goodness. soundtrack of Juice is, is just classic all by itself. But what else is it, do you think, about this film that's, that's kept it on the minds of the public for all of these, now, you know, what is it, like three, two or three generations? What What is it about it? Well, I think, you know, there are some forces that, um, that all young men go through, whether they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you know, where uh, you deal with the, the pressures, peer, peer pressure. Problem in, with the guys in juice that um, they don't feel that they have any influence or any power or any juice in their neighborhood, um, and um, and the peer pressure that they get from uh, the local gangs that, that are always harassing them, and uh, they feel they feel helpless. Now Q, the character Q, played by uh, Omar Epps, he's going beyond that. He's finding his own power in, through his music which is taking him away from his friends. And that's part of the conflict in the film. But that peer pressure is something that I think a lot of young people feel, male and female, uh, in any neighborhood. You're always wondering how, you know, how you're being seen by your, your, your contemporaries, you know, the people around you. And um, when the movie came out, that's one of the things that a lot of uh, local uh, church groups and educational groups the fact that they were taking their kids to see the film because they thought it really represented a lot of the pressures that they were dealing with. So I think it, it's, it's still to this day, you know, it, it, it hasn't aged. Do you think that if uh, Juice was released this weekend, would it still be a hit or what do you think?
you cast in those four roles today? today's hip-hop urban film and music culture that we're in right now. I would agree with you on that. When I see some of the CEOs of American corporations on certain TV commercials trying to do, trying to rap, I was like, okay, yeah, not quite the same, not quite the same. Not quite. Well, finally, my last question here, uh, as we all can see, there are so many reboot projects from film and television and music and such. What about Juice? What would you think of that, about reboot? generation project would that be like a, a, a documentary unscripted type or, or what Some really good projects. I know the longtime fans that will definitely welcome uh, the extended uh, projects as well. So thank you so much, Ernest. And again, congratulations. 30 years. Oh my God. What were we? We were all, what, five years old then? And uh, this is. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> wow. I wish. 
Ernest. Well, Ernest, I was five. I say that you were seven. How about that? <laughs> oh. Okay, I'll take that. You'll take that. Okay. Well, again, thank you so very much. I'm holding a copy of the DVD right here, and uh, I think I'll just play it and just remember our, our chat here. So, again, thank you so much. And Love it. Look at, and look at the extras. Look at the extras, because the extras in the DVD that, that came out, uh, they have my original ending that the studio made me cut. So, and oh. a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, interviews with the guys. So the original ending, oh my goodness, I know we want people to buy, get the DVD to see it, but can you give us just a tiny, tiny hint about the original ending and why it was cut and all that? The original ending, the studio asked me to cut it because they considered it too disturbing. Because when, two, when uh, Bishop is hanging off the roof and he hears the police sirens coming at the end, he doesn't slip and fall. He elects to, to, to let go of Q's hand. He'd rather die than go to jail and go to prison. And it, and it was a, a heavy moment between, uh, between Omar and Tupac playing that. Um, but um, the studio thought that the bad guy being able to decide how, or the quote-unquote bad guy being able to decide his ultimate fate wasn't what they wanted. They wanted... Uh, first approached you about redoing the ending, did you immediately go, okay, or were you hesitant, or what was your first reaction? Well, my first reaction was to fight it, but then they said, okay, you can you can fight it, but bear in mind, if you fight it, we may not support the film in the way you want it to be supported. Oh, that offer, okay. There you go. But, uh, you know, it still became, a, as we all can see now, a classic film. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, to look, look to get the full, the rest of the story of that. Because I'm looking at the box, there is so much, so many vignettes of interviews, so many top name, household name people now uh, of actors and actresses. So, a great classic, Ernest. Great job, as always, with the work that you do. So, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to you Great next major. Okay, take care then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we are so out of time, but my God, did we have a lot of guests. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on this edition of Film Festival Radio. And we want to thank you guys for listening to us as well. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Stop.